I don't, uh, I don't put on makeup every day, but I can't be seen by handsome foreign people without makeup on. So that's, ah, you're not really. It's, 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 uh, it's because you're handsome. And I oh, oh, sheesh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take that for, for me looking like I do this morning. I didn't put mine on here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, hey, it's, it's, you know what? It's an honor to have you on the show, Danita. Oh, thank you. Yeah, like I've heard nothing but awesome things about you. And I was, I'll be honest, I was a little nervous about talking to you because ah. it's a bit of a throwback to to when I was I was a young lad in high school. So I was very excited to talk to you. <laughs> Here it is. Here's the day. Awesome. This is this is the day, and I'm sorry if you're terrified. Or were um, terrified as a young man, but uh, I'm actually I'm actually not so terrible. But you uh, are not, no, I'm not. I'm not. You are I not can't. at all. I've heard nothing but amazing things. But uh, I think it's because your career is so incredible. It's it's kind of intimidating how you know how massive it is. Like you've just done so much stuff, and it's like, where do you even start? <laughs> That's I don't thing. know, but you know, listen, it's uh. I think people, you know, we have done a lot of cool stuff, you know, but we stalled out for many years because, um, you know, we were, we were on a indefinite hiatus for many years. Cause nobody, you know what I mean? It's like your career goes through peaks and valleys, you know? And it's like, we were in a valley for many, many <laughs> years. So it's kind of like we're at another peak right now. So that's, we, we, we're very grateful for that. And, you know, coming to Australia just kind of proves the point um, that we're, you know, there's highs and lows and, and this is a high right now. So we're, we're very happy about that. Oh, that's awesome. Well, we can't wait because December, like you've already got what uh, three shows in Melbourne, two of them already sold out. I mean, that is an amazing sign that Australia loves L L7 and always has. Yeah, you know, we've always uh we've always been well well received in Australia and um I think Australian likes rock a lot. You know, it's like you guys yes. you guys appreciate rock and roll and uh it doesn't it can be fancy or really stripped down and but there's a high appreciation for it in Australia. And you know, you guys have I mean, last time I was there, I guess in 2016, I think you guys still had like video programming, music video programming going on. Are those shows still on? Like, oh, uh, not really. Oh, they aren't. Oh, that you guys were one of the holdouts. Yeah. Uh, last time we were down there, I was like, oh my God, there's actually music video programming down here, which I thought was really, really cool because we don't have that in the States anymore which is oh i guess no no that's not true. we got rage sorry we do we have got okay. rage but there it's kind of it's not the same as what it used to be let me just say that. <laughs> is, that on, is that on once a week or when, when is yeah, that on? It's, a, it's on on the weekends on abc i keep forgetting that it's actually on because <laughs> i don't yeah. watch tv so uh, that was that was my bad maybe i'm gonna have the rage people knocking at my door but they don't well, play my videos you know anyway. what <laughs> they may not be 
listen, the rage people may not be knocking at your door, but maybe they'll be knocking at my door because I'm so excited that they have a show on. on um, so that's really cool. Like, that's probably what I was uh, referring to and thinking about last time I was there, you know? Well, that's the thing. That's where I, well, that's where I first saw you really was on rage. Yeah. I remember, I remember an interview. It was a pretty long one with a young man. Um, I don't, yeah, it's, uh, I think I have a, I think I have a, a VHS cassette of it somewhere lying around the house in storage. Cause you, you, you did that. Did you do the rage? Uh, you know, you go on the couch and you do the, the requests. I'm sure you did. I'm sure we did. I, I, I think we were in our hotel room or something. Mm. I'm not sure. Wow. Look, things get a little foggy for me. <laughs> me too. <laughs> but uh, I mean, you, you're going to be, of course, playing uh, Bricks Are Heavy in full. And the thing I've always loved about this album is how heavy some of the riffs are. Like Wargasm and, and This Ain't Pleasure, especially, are pretty metal. They're heavy riffs. Uh, you know, looking back, were you listening to that at the time? metal or, or what what were the influences that were coming into those riffs oh you know i listen to all kinds i mean i listen to all kinds of music um you know uh i like a lot of 60s 50s pop um you know so there's always a bit of that in our music um as well but um you know i would say that uh susie and i liked um suicidal tendencies and still yeah. do um so so we like them Susie's a, a big sabbath fan um you know we like uh you know as far as the heavy stuff um i like some ted nugent stuff i like uh you know i don't know all you know yeah I, I don't like when people get too wanky with guitar solos personally i like things to say somewhat melodic i mean i know mm. those riffs those riffs are pretty aggressive on wargasm i mean war wargasm is pert near math rock yes <laughs> you know? and it's very challenging to play but there is a melody in there too you know so do 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 you know it's there's a but that's probably our most math rock song that we have so i'm responsible for that and it is a bitch to play live but um we we carry it off pretty well in doing the bricks are heavy set you know we retired it for quite a long time because mm. it, it it takes a lot of concentration to play that and to sing it at the same time so that's you know i got kind of sick of that after 1992 and i totally <laughs> i got rid of it from the set i was like i'm not playing orgasm anymore so but now that it's back and people people are very excited about it and it's still relevant lyrically so that's yes. you know that's that's tragic but um I think people still connect with it a lot. Well, I mean, the album spawned two of your biggest songs, Pretend We're Dead and Shit List, which are just absolute classics. But, I mean, you're talking about songs, retiring songs out of sets when you get sick of them. You know, it, it, both of those, has there been a time where you're like, I just can't play them anymore because <laughs> they just played them to death, even though the fans love them. Yeah, I mean, I never got sick of playing Shit List just because it's such a, it's such an emotionally cathartic song yeah. i mean i'd be singing about the world i could be singing about my roadie i could be <laughs> singing about 
you know, my bandmate or, you know, the, you know, the president of the United States. It's like, you know, anybody could be, you know, bearing the brunt of my emotional shit list when I'm singing that. So, and I feel like the audience always is responding to it in their own personal way as well. Um, there was a, there was a period of, uh, I would, uh, on pretend we're dead and I love pretend we're dead. Um, but you know, it was sort of hip to, to shit on your hit back in the day. It yeah. was like, it was part of the punk, uh, you know, aesthetic to just kind of, you know, fuck the man and, and, you know, Oh fuck a hit. Oh, I'm, I'm not, you know, I'm going to disrespect my own hit, which is just ridiculous. So I love pretend we're dead. I wrote pretend we're dead. I'm very proud of pretend we're dead. It still rings true lyrically. And, um, and we will be rocking it for you, Australia. I can't wait. I, I I've got it on my calendar. I can't wait. It's going to be amazing. But, uh, you know, the album was produced by Butch Vig and uh, Steve Marker was an engineer on it too for those playing at home, two members of Garbage, a band I love very much. Now, there's some little vocal parts and background megaphone vocals on the record that I noticed that seemed like they made their way over to the first Garbage album in an influential way in some way. Were these something that you guys brought to those recordings or was that something that Butch maybe um suggested or you guys worked on together because it's very what are you, are you the megaphone like on on uh it's like the little backing vocals and the little little vocal little vocal parts and the yes and stuff like that it's it, oh. sound there's a sound that i i was like it was it bugged me for years and then i was like ah interesting i don't know yeah um I have no idea. I mean, we brought all of our own backing vocals into the session. Butch certainly encouraged the pop elements of all of our songs. Mm. So backing vocals were embraced. And um, I don't know, maybe some of the effects he threw on them, he threw on garbage stuff too. I have no idea. I think That's you might owe you guys a sandwich. That's for sure. <laughs> or a few beers because I, I used to hear it and go, you know, that's so, you know, surely you'd have these little vocal parts and stuff. And I was like, yeah. and it's, it just recently clicked that I thought it's very similar oh, to Pretty Heavy. <laughs> that's interesting. Well, you know, Butch probably had a lot of similar influences that I did mm. regarding pop from the 50s and 60s and 70s. You know what I mean? So, I mean, um, he's not that much older than us and he, you know, uh, he's just a very musical guy. So I, I, you know, um, oops, sorry. That's my, uh, oops. Um, uh, yeah. So I don't know what songs you are referring to specifically of garbage, but I'll have to, um, check out their first album to see if there's any, uh, yeah, you, know, I'm, you could look, if you see me in Brisbane, you'll be like, you are so full of shit, man. <laughs> it's like, but that, that's my interpretation and what well, I'm looking for. It, all right. <laughs> Yes, that's and that's totally fine. <laughs> but uh, you, you've influenced so many bands, and it's cool to see those bands and even athletes as well, like skateboarders and you know representing L Seven. You know, it's it's passing that torch forward, and it's so amazing. How how do you feel when you see bands coming out wearing L Seven stuff, especially like Coachella and and festivals like that? 
Oh, there has been a resurgence of L7 swag out there, which is really great, especially um, with young women mm. uh, wearing some of our shirts. Young guys, too, of course. Yes. But uh, that's that's really been um, fun to see that. And and it's, you know, some of the bands are very aggressive sounding who are wearing some of our swag. And some of them are very um, sort of... Um, sort of soft sounding or, or, you know, they're not all like screamers or, you know, some of them are very melodic uh, young, young performers wearing our shirt. I, I think they just like the sass of the shirt and like, you know, our smell the magic design is considered one of the most offensive rock shirts ever created. Um, but uh, we, we, it was kind of our nod to spinal tap in a way, smell the magic, smell the glove. Yes. So, um, so, you know, it, it, it's, it's a bit, it's, it's offensive, but it's tongue in cheek too. So uh, I think, I think a lot of the young, young people are getting the humor of the shirt um, as well as the crassness of it. But some of those, some of those shirts, the originals of, of those shirts go for crazy money now. Like, do you do you keep tabs on that? Do you ever see original L7Ts or merch pop up, and you go, "Man, that's so much money! <laughs> like, that's made more money than what we have on one shirt run." It's crazy. Yeah, I've seen I've seen some of the vintage stuff pop up. You know, um, it makes me want to dig out what I've got in storage, <laughs> and like you know, yeah, you know, some of the stuff. And some of the bands, the shirts that, you know, I've, I've held on to some some bands that I used to wear mm. uh, shirts, which are probably, you know, now vintage, of course, and worth some bread or whatever. But um, yeah, no, that's that's cool. That's cool. And and some of our posters are, are, are quite um, pricey. And uh, yeah, it's it's funny to watch that and to not get a cut. I should totally get okay. it. I think there should you know be a I mean? <laughs> yeah. You sit on a gold one. What are you gonna do? It's just funny. You know, it's 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 the way it is. And but hey, you know, it's like I've got a friend who's been in a gazillion bands, you know, and he was like, Sparks, I would trade every band I've ever been in to have the legacy that you guys have, you know? And I, and yeah. I thought about it because he's lived really large and he's been in bands that like traveled the world in first class style and everything, but they didn't really, you know, nobody's talking about him 30 years later. You know what I mean? So it's just kind of funny. You know, the grass is always sort of greener on the other side of the fence. Um, you know, we don't have a lot of money, but we get a lot of respect, which is cool. And some people have a lot of money and they don't get shit for respect. So it's like, you know, if one were to weigh it out, I suppose I'd, <laughs> I don't know which one I'd rather have, to be <laughs> honest. Well, I will say that the uh, the current merch on sale online, the Skelly Hands underwear is sold out. So like, I don't, I don't, bands don't seem to sell them anymore. And I think that's that's why I think we need more bands selling undies then. Well, we had some pretty fun stuff. We had like boy undies, which yes. were pretty unisex. We had, um, you know, uh, L7 sweatpants. We had L7, um, you know, blankets. We had uh, we've had, our merch company comes up with some fun stuff, you know, and we, we've always had cool stuff. Like back in the day, we had L7 dog collars with dog tags and 
Um, you know, we kind of, oh, what we're going to have flexi discs when we come to Australia. We've got a new single coming out called Cooler Than Mars, and it's only available um, on flexi disc. And each flexi disc has a different band member's face on it. Oh. So it's kind of like you can collect them all and make an art piece on your wall by throwing, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's all, it's all the same song, but each, each band member is a different color and it's each one of our faces and it's a cool piece of swag and it's, it's really limited. I think there's 2000 of them or something, but we'll bring, we'll bring some of them to Australia if they don't sell out, but they, I don't know if they're going to, they'll probably yeah. sell quickly. Maybe we'll do, I don't know, but um. It, they're going to be a cool piece of uh, swag to have for sure. Do you want my credit card details now? Uh, no. <laughs> the records, it's the, our single Cooler Than Mars with the video is coming out in September. So that's, that's coming down fast, but uh, yeah. we'll be sure to, we'll be sure to save some for uh, the Australian run as well. I'll be there. I'll be out there fighting everyone for him. Right on. <laughs> it's going to be amazing. But uh, before we wrap up, just just want to mention that I did recently finish Mark Lanigan's audio book, and and L seven pops up quite a lot in in the book, which was pretty sweet. Um, you know, he seemed to really love you guys. Have you have you listened to it? Have you... I have not. <laughs> that and it really it's funny because he got my phone number and he called me a few years ago, and he's like, "Hey, I'm mentioning you guys in my book." is that cool? And I was like, sure. You know, like I, I didn't know, you know, we met him a few times. I didn't even, sometimes you meet a person a few times and you don't know if they remember you or not. He was, he was not the most, um, uh, he was always very sweet, but he wasn't the most talkative guy or yeah. anything, you know, like, so I had no idea if he knew who the fuck we were or not, you know, but it was always like, Hey, Mark. Oh, he did. <laughs> he sure did. Uh, yeah. That is Funny. No, I'm going to have to, uh, I'll have to get a hold of that. Is it him reading the book? Who's yes. reading the book? Yeah. Oh, wow. it's, that's it's, something. It's quite, it's quite a heavy book. Well, uh, audio book, um, but mate, it, it, it really touched my heart. And yeah, I'll and, have to check it out. Yeah. What a voice, what a voice, what a loss, you know? I know. I oh, know. Uh, you know. Do you, do you have a book in you? You're going to do one one day? You'd have a million stories. Oh, I don't know. It sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> and and you know what you know what Lanigan told me well through the grapevine, he said don't ever write a book. It's the hardest, most fucked thing you'll be able you know. And getting clearances from stuff and getting you know he he word got back to me that it was uh, really a lot of work. And he kind mm. of was, was regretting that he got himself into it. <laughs> so, uh, but uh, and maybe he I hope he made some money on it before he left us. But um, but listen, you know what? Speaking of leaving, I've got a split. I've got another interview. Oh, you do. Um, but we're so looking forward to coming down there and we're going to rock you. And thanks for having me on your show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Danita. It's been an absolute pleasure. And okay. uh, I'll see you in Brisbane. Thank you. Okay. Take it easy. See Thank you.